0: Hello, everybody, uh, and Kia Ora. So in today's webinar, uh, we will present the outcomes of a project uh, that investigated how agencies can manage, enhance, and deliver data to cloud-connected road users to improve their mobility and safety. Welcome to you all, and thanks for joining us. My name is Ekaterina, I'm a communications officer at Austroads, and I will be moderating today's session together with Vibiki Matthews, who will moderate the Q&A at the end of the webinar. First of all, I would like to acknowledge the Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the custodians of the land from which we are broadcasting today. I pay my respect to all this past, present and emerging. I also acknowledge a Treaty of Waitani and Maori as the original people of New Zealand. A little bit about Austroads. Uh, We are the collective of Australasian transport and traffic agencies, and our focus is to support our member organizations to deliver an improved road transport network. This project uh, was delivered under the Future Vehicles and Technology program, which is managed by VBK Matthews. A bit of housekeeping, Um, so our presenters will speak for 40 minutes and then we will have a Q&A session uh, for about 15 minutes. The report and the slides uh, can be downloaded from the handout section of your sidebar, which you will find on the right hand side of your screen. To send us your questions for the Q&A, please use the questions icon on your sidebar. If your question relates to any particular slide, include the number of that slide in your message to help us answer your question as best as we can. Also let us know if you have any technical problems, but just a quick tip, if you lose sound or your picture freezes, the issue is most likely with your internet connection. So closing your browser and rejoining the session via your email registration link usually helps. This session is being recorded and we will let you know when uh, the recording is available on our website. And if you listen to podcasts, you can find uh, Austroats in your podcast app. And it gives me great pleasure uh, to introduce our presenters for today, Vibiki Matthews, uh, Austro's Future Vehicles and Technology Program Manager, and David E., Managing Director of Transport Management Consulting. We will first hear from Bibiki, who will introduce the project, and then David will take us through some international practices, business models, um, agency roles, and how to improve cloud-connected road user data management functions. So welcome to our presenters, uh, and over to you, Vibiki. Thank you, Ekaterina.
1: This project is, as Ekaterina said, delivered under the Future Vehicles and Technology Program. The aim of that program is to help transport agencies to identify and prepare for future mobility technologies. And as with all OSWORDS projects, we have a project working group that supports um, and guides the delivery of the projects to ensure that we achieve the sought after benefits. The working group for this project was literally our task force, which reinforces the importance this work has um, to the group. And the representatives that was heavily involved with this one was Lee McKenzie from Waka Kutahi in New Zealand, Jeff McDonald from the Department of Transport and Main Roads in Queensland, Chris Cockland from the Department of Transport in Victoria, Raj Roy from Transport for New South Wales, Shantan Kalaisi from the Department of Infrastructure, Planning and Logistics in Northern Territory, Mei Feng Lai from Main Roads, Western Australia, Mike Makin from the Commonwealth Department of Infrastructure, Transport, Regional Development and Communications, Rami Gokal from the Department of State Growth in Tasmania, Benjamin Hubbard from Transport Canberra and City Services Directorate in the Australian Capital Territory, and Matthew Lohmeyer from the Department of Infrastructure and Transport in South Australia. And last but not least, Dan Keely from the National Transport Commission. I'd like to take this opportunity to say a big thank you to all of these representatives for the effort they have put into the project and also to the other representative that has contributed to this project who is not listed on this one because we had quite a large range of people that was involved in developing the project. And yeah. Our worlds are becoming more and more connected and more and more devices are connected via the cloud. Our vehicles on the network is no different to this trend. So therefore cloud connected road users are utilizing information from portable and fixed devices in vehicle devices to assist them in their trip planning and warning and advise them when traveling. Therefore, OSROADs delivered this project to provide our member organizations with some guidance on data provision for cloud-connected road users that travels their network. The project includes, or includes to provide insight into existing and emerging cloud-connected road user business and technology trends, initiatives and best practices worldwide. Uh, It also defines the likely cloud-connected data provision models that's that's needed to be supported by AusRoad members. And that included identifying and prioritizing the data that could be supported based on availability, likely use and the value that it provides to the consumers. And lastly, it compares the models with the current situation in Australia and New Zealand and identifies the key issues faced by agencies with supporting the models and defining the solutions to address it. The project provides guidance to agencies to provide cloud-connected customers with data and information in accordance with the models, including business capabilities, information system and technology capabilities. It also provides guidance about the required organizational and human resource capabilities that's required to support cloud-connected data provision. Some of the expected benefits from adoption and and use of this guidance that's developed through this project is a reduced development cost for agencies uh, wanting to provide data and information to cloud-connected road users, <clears throat> including drivers, riders, and pedestrians. It also provides benefits in increased levels of knowledge transfer from larger agencies that potentially already are providing cloud services to smaller agencies and local governments that's yet to do so. And ultimately, it will provide a more harmonized approach to data provision, which will be necessary to support the deployment of connected and automated vehicles into the future. Agencies can use this guidance to identify and plan improvements to support cloud-connected road users. In doing so, they're also making a foundational step into supporting more advanced cooperative and automated vehicles in the future, as their requirements will be will be the extensions to the data agency roles and functions described in this report that's been produced with this project. But to talk you a lot more into the details around this, I will hand you over to David. Um, So David, over to you.
2: Thanks, Vivica. And just give me a few seconds to share my screen. Okay, so good afternoon everybody. Um, Thanks very much for attending today and thanks for the introduction from Ekaterina and Vivica. Today we're going to get into a little bit more about the the project's report and so we'll take you through uh, the main sections and findings of that report. So first up in terms of the project's objectives and why we're doing this. So look, um, Vivica gave us a good intro and really what, what this boils down to is looking to see how agencies can better provide traveller information to road users. So, In terms of traveller information, we've seen uh, an evolution over the last 20 years starting from basic traveller information using telephone, radio, um, internet and the web and most people now are using mobile devices or in-vehicle navigation devices to help their trips. So. With that, there's been an increase in public demand that's forced agencies to unlock and provide a range of data from operational and asset management systems to consumers and commercial data aggregators and providers. Parallel to this, uh, with the growth of smartphones in terms of their their power and number, um, in vehicle devices, and navigation apps, this has also driven data needs. So over time, Agency practices that needed to evolve to support these changes, but they need to continue to evolve. And so the purpose of this project is to try and give that guidance in the space um, because Austroad saw it as a need. So in terms of the project's objectives, it's really about providing guidance on how best to support uh, data to cloud-connected road users. But firstly, the first question is what's a cloud-connected road user? So we've defined a CCRU, and I'll use that acronym throughout, as a vehicle operator using a fixed or portable in-vehicle device to access agency-owned data either directly from an agency or a commercial information service provider, the or ISP. Now ISPs could be any number of companies. You you name a, a navman in telematics here, Google, TomTom, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and any other provider or, or app provider that might um, sort of fit that mold. They need to access data from a cloud, and that, or the road users uh, using those devices access data from a cloud. And that, in its current form, is probably via cellular connectivity. And so we reference this back to um, the definition of what we've called a day 0.5 vehicle. That is one under full human operator control. And we've mentioned this in the Austroads RoadCav reports, which you can also seek from the Austroads website. So, that's the reference to the day 0.5 user looking at how we did this project we went through a seven-step methodology so we firstly decide we defined our scope um, we then looked at uh, identifying current practices looking at potential business models that agencies could use to provide data and then we further investigated the roles that could be carried out by agencies within these models and we also took a look to say you know, based on these models and roles, what are the risks to agencies about providing data to road users, which might influence what agencies want to do in terms of, uh, you know, the roles they play. And then in the second part of the report, we also develop guidance for the key functional areas required to support cloud connected road users, and finally how to actually go about doing it. So. Moving through this um, report, what you'll find, we've set up front, we've talked about understanding what is defining the scope of this um, CCIU ecosystem. So on this diagram here, we identify three main actors. So starting from the top, you've got agencies, and in the middle, you've got information service providers, and at the bottom, we've got a combination of uh, vehicles and personal devices. These are the users that may be accessing um, this agency data should be pointed out that the information service provider could be a commercial provider but it also could be agency taking on that role where they directly engage with the road user via an app or a website a, a traveler information website the green arrows in between indicate the data exchanges that we're interested in and so you know this is the the system in which we're looking at
0: My apologies, the camera wasn't on, it is now.
2: So the next question is about understanding what data uses there are for cloud connected road users. So there's a couple of big needs that we look at, and they are falling into two categories. One, it's either support with route and trip planning, and then secondly, being able to receive advice and warning while driving. Um, the information that agencies can provide will be supporting those two types of uses. So in terms of you know providing this information, we can help identify travel routes, minimise disruptions and hazards that may impact road safety as well. What we've also done is incorporated a bit of a review about what's going on in, in the, the land of cloud-connected road users. So we looked to what was going on in the EU, the USA, and locally in Australia and New Zealand, and we'll find we'll summarise our findings here. So, firstly, looking into Europe, we know that a lot of the data provision to road users and the public has has been driven by regulation in the EU. So there's a range of data that's been you know, um, supported, the, the provision of certain data, for instance, truck parking, safety-related data, real-time data, and multimodal transport information are the four big buckets of data that come to mind when we're looking at regulation. Right? So what's also happened along with the regulation or the, the, the forcing of government or state um, members to provide data openly is to, the point where agencies need to also, governments need to provide what's called a national access point. So national access point is a country specific data exchange and it facilitates government and private industry data sharing. Um, NAPS support the interoperable travel time, travel and traffic data service exchange to end users uh, and they also support various data access methods. So you might have uh, people or or organisations acting Sorry, uh, retrieving data by the internet, cooperative ITS and other methods. In addition to NAPS, member states also must appoint a national body. So the national body is there to conduct compliance activities to make sure that the government is actually doing what it's meant to do under the EU regulation. So there have been a number of projects supporting the data exchange under NAPS and related to the regulations. but there's a couple of reports that also reflect and say that look there are varying degrees of success with this because even with the regulation the approaches aren't harmonised and it is still not clear how well NAPs contribute to road user benefits even with the regulation. So The the known problems have led to a revision in this ITS data provision framework in the EU. So they've reshuffled things and are proposing a change to make sure that the data aligns um, with transport impacts and try and get better outcomes. And so what we've done is identified four logical bundles relating to CCRU data provision. In the next slide, these are things that um, our, our agencies might look at uh, to consider how they might do things into the future. So the four data sets are multimodal traveller information, information and booking services for drivers, travel management services and road safety and security. So we've tabulated them here and as I said it may be a useful lens to look at uh, to consider how an agency might want to um, determine what sort of data it's provided because they're trying to align it to these transport impacts. Uh, when looking at the US there are th- we've identified three key areas of development here so we list them here the first is government traveler information services and so look all the way back to the 90s various US governments have played a role in data aggregation and provision and this continues to evolve and from 20 20- 2001 we've seen the advent of the 511 traveler information service that initially started out as a telephone service but that has now gone on to web based services and so the situation is now that there is a a combination of government partnering and competing with private sector information provision because there have been um, the advent of end-to-end service providers in the commercial space as well. From a regulation perspective there has also been um, in 2010 the invention of the real-time system management information program. So this was a regulation program that was aimed at ensuring sharing of traveller information for major highways in the US and by 2016 all interstate routes and other significant roadways had information available. And the third initiative which is more recent which is really a focus on automated vehicles under the data for automated vehicles initiatives and so this was a USDOT led initiative and still going on and it specifically includes uh, the development of a work zone or road work data exchange specification and that's encouraging agencies at all very levels of government to share data across uh, boundaries but also with industry and if we come back locally well Australian New Zealand agencies have a vast range of experience providing data to um, road users without regulation. Um, And I think what's happened in the early days, governments might have charged certain consumers for data at a cost because it was an overhead and things weren't done at business as usual. But now things have become regular um, and more widely available. And also the expectation by the public that the government provides data. So generally, data is provided freely to anybody that wants it. And we see this through open data portals that various agencies and governments have. And you can either download static data sets or or other APIs to to use however you want, right? So we've also seen a range of agencies playing a part in developing their own apps and partnering with private industry with and providing end-to-end solutions. And we've listed a, a. sample of, of, of projects and initiatives there on the table that tell of the range of, of data provision to um, consumers within the report. Uh, they are generally servicing what we'd call the day 0.5 up to a level one or day one capability vehicle, and that's one with a cooperative CITS capability. In order to ensure that agencies are providing data in the best possible way, within the report, we've included this data sharing checklist. Now it comes from the Commonwealth government. So there is no need, there's no legal need for state agents, state and and territory agencies to use this, but we've included it as a bit of assurance to show how the guidance that we've, we've provided in the report, does cover off the major considerations that agency need to look at when they're sharing data. So on the left, we've got 10 questions that look through the major sort of questions around data sharing concerns. And then on the right, we give an indication about where you can find guidance within the report to address them. Next in the report, we talk about business models. So business models are really understanding how an agency can bring their data services to market and provide it to road users. So there's a number of ways we can do about do it. Um, we'll talk about the main ones here, but it might be that there's a combination of models that an agency might adopt. So the the table here shows four general models, and it ranges on the left here from public through to privatised, and in between you've got a combination of of private involvement, be it public contracted <clears throat> models or franchise models. There also may be some variations to these. And on the right, we've done a bit of an assessment to show what sorts of um, factors might be considered when adopting a, uh, a different models. All right, so we talk about the level of control of an agency that range from high to low, depending upon public or private involvement. The level of free information likely to be provided to road users, again, ranging from very high for a public down to very low for a private sort of ecosystem. The third one is private sector revenue opportunities, ranging from low with a public um, system through to high for a private system. And then the risks to agencies when they provide information to the public. And as we talk about risks in the sense that as a public service, what is the risk that agencies aren't, um, I guess, providing adequate information to the public that makes them happy. So again, we range from a very low risk perspective to a very high high risk perspective with a privatised model. And I think uh, if you look at the spectrum of models, the point is that under a full public model, agency can obviously maintain full control. And at the other end of the scale, the privatized model provides least control to agencies. So these are this some lens to provide um, agencies some consideration when they look at the models they want to adopt for providing data to cloud connected road users. So talking a little bit more about models, we can we wanted to give you some insights to what a commercial provider might be looking at. So we've included this. Uh, information to to demonstrate those sorts of opportunities. So this image provides a view of the potential actors involved in the ecosystem. And the comments here talk about the potential areas that uh, industry might be considering. How can they generate money from this system? So in the light blue box, we talk about traditional roles of collector, aggregator, and presenter. And outside that box are all the external to agency commercial interests. So the point of including this is that agencies should be aware of these opportunities that the market is looking at in terms of how it comes to, to bring data provision services to road users. Sorry, equally agencies might consider some extra value add opportunities and we've listed them here. So this really involves selling or bartering neither data or assets or access to them. Right. so whether it's selling, trading, sponsoring, advertising, um, they are the sorts of examples of things that uh, government agencies could do as well to seek some more benefits or income from providing cloud, providing data to cloud connected road users. Again, we provide this here for a bit of uh, perspective for agencies to consider when they want to provide their data to the public. Next, we talk about the various roles agencies can play. We talked about the models, um, but inside all of those models, there are typically things that need to get done. And so we show them here in this value chain. So the value chain has five general activities. We talk about data gathering, data provision or data provider, data presenting, data consumption, and then at the end, we have a role that bundles everything up to dispose of data. So regardless of the business model we adopt, agencies will take on a number of roles in this chain. They may change depending upon the data provided, um, but still those things persist. So what we're going to do is now look at the three key roles, which are of data gatherer, provider and presenter. So looking at the first role, agency as data gatherer. this is where an agency is creating or collecting data for consumers. So agencies will always be a source of some data and will acquire can also acquire it from other commercial sources as well. So in performing these roles, there are a number of considerations here, which we've listed in the bottom of the slides. And within the report, there's a number of questions that agencies should step through, like a bit of a checklist. So we talk about data authority, that point, is to the the question about whether is an agency considered an authority or reliable data source and thus needs to maintain its own data set, e.g. speed limits. Um, Data uses. Is the agency data suitable for use? You might've collected it in a certain asset management system but it may not be suitable without some translation or work to actually provide it to the public or to consumers. Capability question. Right. So, in doing all this, is an agency capable of actually creating or collecting the data? Uh, data use limitations is a question about are you permitted to use the data in the, to, to provide it to cloud-connected road users, especially if you've got it from external source. Costs is always a question because what's the most efficient way to do it? Uh, compliance risk is can are there supply or con- if there are supply or contract issues with a with a supplier, what do we do? Um, risk in operation and delivery and finally the switching costs because if we're locked into one data set, what's the cost to switch to another if we need to do that? So these are all the things that we need to consider as data gatherer. The next role is providing data. So this the the providing of data, well we either provide it to a commercial ISP or we can provide it directly to road users if the agency is in fact playing that role of information service provider and got their own apps or websites. So in this diagram, we can see that if in in the green, a commercial ISP might just be one, uh, sorry, might consume data from a number of road agencies or other commercial data suppliers, then the ISP might send data to one or more um, consumers, which could be other information service providers again, or individuals using their devices or apps. So in, Recognizing this, then agencies need to consider a number of factors. So again, uh, we'd look at value: how useful is the data? Uh, is the data quality suitable for what it needs to be? What needs to be done with it? Uh, is it difficult to get the data to provide it? Right. Um, capability question again: um, sharing permission, which is like do again the same question about uh, can we use the data that we've already that we've collected? And then finally is who are the intended users or customers. So there's a a bunch of other questions that we need to consider as a provider and we'll take a bit of a sidestep here because in determining what data to collect and provide there are four deeper considerations here that sort of come at four points. One is being able to identify data uses, the cost and effort to provide it and benefit to provide it the data quality levels that we're providing, and also the consumers of this data. Now we've numbered these in a sequence, but these could be iterative when you're considering how to collect and provide data. So just quickly looking at these, need or factors, identifying data uses and needs. We've already said that data uses for CCI use could be around route and trip planning and warning and advice. But if you look at the types of data you could also consider agency has a a, a vast variety of data that range from safety related data traffic related data road status data and and also vehicle data so there's different things that need to go into the mix here for an agency to consider what to provide there's another note here um, that it's not just all about one-way data provision to CCRUs because in providing data to, to road users, there's potentially the, the potential to get informational data back. So we already see these things through crowdsourced apps, but with the advent of vehicles that can communicate and provide vehicle generated data, examples of which are on the screen here, this could be an opportunity for agencies to also consider within the, the same cloud-connected road user environment. Okay, But back to prioritizing, back to considerations for what to collect and provide, we've also given guidance on how to prioritize data for an agency. So there's a a, a matrix in here which we've included that evaluates benefits to an agency and to community versus the effort and practicality to deliver it. And we've also gone through a hypothetical um, example or assessment within the report and we give the results here on the right side of the matrix. We also supplement it with a bit of a, a narrative description about what sort of considerations and, and resulting analysis is here. Okay. The next point is to determine, determine data quality. So data quality is really a measure about how reliable and trusted is the data. So we 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 know now that data quality is not currently addressed by agencies providing data to road users and ISPs. So there's a risk here because there's the potential that data is misused or or inappropriately used. right so agencies need to define appropriate quality levels so that users understand the situations in which data can be used and thus increase the trust in data. The reason why we're harping on this now is because as vehicles become more capable of making decisions and we move into autonomous vehicles or automated vehicles, you won't have the benefit of a human brain to interpret data that they're seeing um, and determining on making a decision based on that. You're relying on a machine to do it. So we need to establish these sorts of data quality criteria and levels so that we can support these more advanced vehicles. So we give some guidance on the criteria and the values within this report. And you can see an example of uh, criteria here that that include geographic coverage, availability, timeliness, latency, accuracy, classification correctness, event coverage, variance, and predictability. So there's a range of criteria there that agencies should be looking at with each data set. The fourth point here is to determine who the consumers will be. And so when looking at data consumers, we can slice and dice this. So you need to look at why, who they are and what situation they're in but you also need to to regularly monitor the market because the market might change right. So if you're looking at consumers that are commuters versus uh, leisure travellers versus business and commercial travellers they may have different needs and priorities versus um, you know each other and then when you look at the mode of travel they may also be Uh, they may have different needs as well. So agencies need to consider all these factors whenever they're looking and and understanding and and prioritizing the data that they're going to provide to CCR use, okay. Back to the next role Um, and the last role here is as data presenter. So this is where an agency decides that it's going to present data directly to a device or a person so they're interacting with them either using a website or a mobile device or an app or some other way you know and in this case we'd say that agencies are acting as data presenters rather than leaving it to commercial app providers but there's always a question over whether an agency does this and so we have listed four check questions again um, that agencies need to consider when determining how they're going to do this or if they're going to do this. So the first one is, can the agency achieve its goals with actually without providing data directly to CCR use? In other words, can existing apps already do this? The second thing is about capability. Is the agency capable of presenting the data? Does it have the app, the app development skills to do this? Thirdly is uh, aspect of feedback. In providing data directly to, or presenting data direct to road users, there's the opportunity to receive direct feedback. How good is my data? Are there problems? Are there incidents, et cetera, et cetera? So that may be a value to an agency. And then finally, uh, there's a question of support. Are there inappropriate support provided currently uh, by commercial offerings? And that might be something where that triggers an agency to say, hey, I'll step in and, and do this as well. All right. So then we've stepped through the models, we've stepped through the actor roles. The next question is about the risks, because everything we do here, there is some risk to agencies that we need to address. So let's take a look at them here. So we've identified three main risks. They all lead to what we'd call suboptimal or inefficient data provision to CCRUs, which in from um economics perspective could be considered a market failure so in these cases we may need intervention to provide optimal outcomes and so the three main risks to lead that lead to this market failure is that one an agency uh, agency data may be underprovided; two that the agency use sorry the use of agency data is not supported by industry or has a low user uptake And thirdly, a lack of data provision coordination results in low data quality and information being available to CCI use. So we'll look at them a little bit closer now. So the first risk relates to the under provision of agency data to users. So this is really due to government's open data sharing approach, which means that most agencies currently give data for free through open data portals and APIs. So this stance reflects the position that data is not a revenue stream for government and that provision of data or information to road users is a pure public good. So a pure public good has two characteristics. One, it's impossible to stop user access, e.g. it's freely available. And then secondly, everyone who accesses it uh, does it uh, at no detriment to others. And what that means is if I get it or someone else gets it, it doesn't inhibit someone else's access to it. Okay, So what this means is that it, there's, an, there's potentially an under-provision of information services. It's because there's a problem that we call uh, the free rider problem that users making no contribution to data collection and, and data provision costs and secondly there's an inability of companies to charge for data if data is freely available. Right? So there's some recommendations here on what we could do to make this more efficient and it comes from both private and public sector so private sector could look at making these data data services excludable as in charge for the services but what then happens is either you you'd expect to see reduction in government data services or um, a prevention to free services Uh, another point might be the private sector sector philanthropy and then from a government perspective we could step in or government could step in and provide CCRU data services directly and that we see that through agency owned apps or websites or indirectly through contracting or paying a provider to do some aspect of that. So that's risk one. Risk two is the risk that some CCRU use cases or data needs are not supported appropriately. So this may be the the case for newly introduced or enhanced data sets where devices and apps in the market can't actually interpret or ingest the data. It also comes from a lack of awareness or levels of trust by consumers as in we might give some new data out there but people don't trust it because it's new. Therefore what happens is People wait on the sidelines until something's proven and then they become popular and then they'll jump on the bandwagon. But in well, what that means is that the, the data is not used or can't be supported by devices. Right? So again, there's some potential solutions. Private industry can coordinate companies into supporting into supporting new use cases. Government can also step in and support the provision of the good or service until sufficient subscribers allow for viable private provision or encourage and or encourage coordination between potential private industry suppliers so again we could see government the solution to this is government stepping in and providing that service are the first risk the third and last risk is that of coordination and so what happens is if private and public are not coordinating their support for CCIUs and indeed within government, if we're not supporting supporting coordination within and across governments, then this can mean that there are inefficient outcomes because of a lack of coordinated decision-making and failure to act. So this results in agency data being provided and not used or requests for access to data are not provided by agencies. And again some ideas for how this might be solved we've got private sector coordination and we've got government sector coordination and cooperation as well so that's risk three it's really around better better coordination and and collaboration to provide a better CCIU environment so then the back end of the report talks about or it focuses on the guidance for improving data management function to support the roles that agencies may have adopted. So in providing, in performing its roles as either gatherer, provider or presenter, agencies need a suite of capabilities that underpin how they do these things. So we'll step into having a look at these capabilities. At the top level, we've identified six data management functions data management areas should I say. Now the first five on the left in grey reflect a report we did for Austroads earlier this year that's titled Agency Capability Model to Support Connected Vehicles and the additional function on the right in the mustard colour is called Manage CCRU Data Presentation Products which focuses on agencies capabilities when they need to provide um, and support apps and websites. Now under those top six levels, there's a decomposition into 15 functions required to support CCRUs. But across the top, I'll just read them out, the six functions are plan and design data, govern data, manage data foundations, enable and maintain data, monitor, analyse and review data and data use, and as I've mentioned, the new one manage CCRU presentation products. And so this report provides lower level guidance to agency across the six function group, along with the 15 constituent functions. And the next slide shows shows the relationship between these functional areas that we've highlighted in blue across the value chain shown earlier. So it just shows the emphasis of each function relative to where you are in the value chain. Some of them extend across the entire value chain, whereas others like the plan and design are really talking about upfront things that an agency needs to do before it actually gets into gathering data. If we look at the, the next part of the report talks or gets into the 15 functions and so we've included uh, this model view of what's included in the report you'll see 15 of the same sort of format of, of these outputs. And this contains the guidance to agencies. So I won't show all the details here, but at the highest level, you understand what's in each of the functions. So we talk about about the aims and objectives, the inputs in performing the function, architecture standards and specifications that may assist typical outputs produced, the actors involved, the tools that may help an agency, and who are the users of the outputs, which include other functions as well and, and actors. And we show an example here just of one of the functions which is to develop data architecture roadmaps and manage their implementation. So this relates to the plan and design function area. If we go on there within each of the six functional areas there are also some tips for or guidance tips for short-term and long-term actions required for each function and so we've shown a couple of examples here. One, on improving data planning and design, and secondly, on improving data governance. Agencies can use these uh, tips and actions to improve their capabilities as well. And finally, we give some guidance as to how do we actually approach these things. Because we've got these six functional areas and 15 decomposed functions, it would help to provide some sequence to approach this thing. In the next slide, we show the two general approaches. On the left, we've got a typical agency approach, which we'd label as more organic and tactical. And on the right is a more ideal approach, which is planned and strategic. So the left slide works from top to bottom, sorry, left part of the slide works from top to bottom and represents four different stages. So we, the, the organic and tactical approach recognises that agencies probably don't have the benefit of being able to do a ground up strategy for supporting CCR use, because things are already out there, they've got technology process already in place. So instead, we need to follow a more organic form. So we start typically data use to a CCRU or data provision to a CCRU starts from somebody using data that's already been collected from an operational or asset management perspective then recognising the benefits to travellers and decides to provide it publicly Um, and then what happens over time is we see an evolution of management and governance practices around it before things are more formalised monitored analysed and then extended for further use so that's the that's the top-down sort of view that's shown on the on the left of an agency the typical agency approach however on the right if we step back and said look if an agency had more time, we could go from a bottom-up perspective to lay the foundations and governance first before we actually got into understanding what we needed to do and then support those right users. So that looking from on the right, we go from the bottom up and it first starts with establishing governance and data management and data foundations. And then we look at, at the uses of data. So these are two references, reference approaches agencies can adopt a blend of these two approaches depending on the data and the need. For example as I said if you've got existing data out there it's probably tending more to the left approach whereas if you've got a new set of data you're looking at at providing and presenting to road users then you will you'll probably benefit from adapting the right side. So they're both provided there as, as examples that agencies can follow. So that brings me that is the last slide. So I think I will now hand back to Vivica who will open that up to questions.
1: Thank you, David. That was really great. And as a result, um, we've got some question coming in already and I'll just um, reinforce that if you have questions, you can pop them into the question box and they will appear. And if we get time, we will address them if we don't get the time to address all questions. We will commit to get an answer to you after the fact. The first one, David, um, is around uh, in comparison with the US and Europe. Is the Australia's data collection systems advanced enough to provide accurate data to motorists?
2: Okay, I think there's a couple of questions there. So do we? I think I could split it. I think the. I'd say that that the Australian New Zealand systems are probably very capable of collecting data that could be used by consumers or road users. The next question, and I don't think anybody's cracked this nut is the quality of data so Although you can provide data out there and that's currently what's done um, at the moment yeah there's not a great measure on data therefore there's a question of trust and usability right? so yeah, there's, there's probably two parts of that question, but I'd say in the first part, we are as advanced as any other, um, you know, EU or US sort of DOT, I would say. But it does vary across different agencies.
1: And we've got another one that says um, Are all cloud connected road users considered to be humans, or does it include bots or other applications or technologies that may use the data?
2: Okay. <clears throat> Cloud-connected row users as the endpoint consumer uh, of data, I would say they're humans, but there may be some application or technology that is in, that is receiving that data, but ultimately the decision about what to do with the data they see is going to come to the human.
1: And just to show the reach that OSROT has, we've actually got a question from South Africa here, um, and that refers to your slide 33. Uh, and it says regarding predicting future traffic volumes through the use of transportation demand models do you see a role for the road user data collected to be better or road user data collected to better understand origin destination patterns?
2: Um, Yes I do I think we can see that currently with a number of commercial providers out there that are offering data to agencies and some of the Australian and New Zealand agencies have actually had some experience with that and that's a quite a topical thing that and definitely something that vehicle generated data could provide some insights to.
1: Um, David what is the highest priority data to publish?
2: If okay so there's a couple of things there one we've provided some framework for prioritizing data and I think it's actually slide 34 we've got the benefits versus practicality scale effort scale I think that can be used by agencies to 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 review and consider what data they what will be high priority because for some agencies it might be quite easy to, even though if the benefits are same the, the cost or effort to to get data might differ between agencies so first of all, probably use that uh, for a custom view. But if I looked objectively and on the balance of probability, I would probably say road safety related data is probably the highest priority because it would deliver the biggest benefit. And so when I say road safety related data, it could be anything that improves the safety, the related decision-making of a road user, whether it's access to understand what the changes are to road work or due to an incident or an unplanned obstacle. Those are the sorts of things that are probably of use to, to a road user.
1: And we've got one that says the value chain concept and discussion around market failure are valuable. How does this then relate to situations where the road agency is not the sole feasible supplier of data, i.e. the decision as to whether the road agency should seek to provide a certain type of data, for example, speed limits, travel conditions, and so forth?
2: Okay. I think there's some, there's a couple of points to consider there, and that will be around agency's role or expected role. You know, um, We talked about the data creator role. I think agencies need to be looking at the data and ask themselves, what is their prime role, right? If I'm in the authority, you know, most road agencies are an authority for in some way, shape or form of speed limit data. Therefore, they would be expected to uh, maintain a a credible data set. The, The second point may be related to the potential to get data from multiple sources. So then I think it comes back to, perhaps we haven't really talked about it, but a concept perhaps around um, certification might be appropriate. Because if an agency is an authority on data, they may certify certain other data sets to be theirs and, and, and other data providers to be you know, reliable data sources. But I think it also comes back to this data quality concept as well, for the agency to have that, that uh, trust that the, the, the data they've got and anyone else that's using is also of a suitable quality. I think that's really important.
1: And I think the last question we will have time for is given the potential to get the same data from multiple sources, how do how do users determine which data is the most appropriate for them?
2: Yeah, okay. And I think that relates to the second part of the, the previous question that there may be some role for government to play in certifying data especially you know down the track for an automated vehicle how can we trust because we could buy data from speed limit data from multiple providers or collect an agency could collect it themselves so how is there a role for certification and then who plays that certification role as well i think that's an important consideration for the future
1: thank you thank you to everybody that has put in questions, Um, I think we are up to the time where we would have to hand back to Ekaterina to close out the session for us. Thanks, David.
2: Thanks, Vivica.
0: Thanks, David and Vivica, Uh, let me just make sure I'm sharing the correct slide. Yeah, we're almost at the end of the session, and just before we let you go, I wanted to uh, say a few words about our Uh, upcoming webinars. We have five um, sessions scheduled on various topics. Uh, um, Next week we will talk about the changes made to the guide um, to road design part six. Um, Other other sessions uh, will cover topics like the use of waste in road surfacings, um, sustainability in tunnels um, and the updates to Standards Australia um, for and related materials. So if you're interested in any of these um, sessions, please visit our website and register. And after we close out today's session, a questionnaire will pop up on your screen, please take a couple of minutes to send us your feedback. Um, it really helps us to know what you liked or didn't like about the session. Um, and if you have any suggestions for us um, on how we can improve, um, just please include it in the feedback. Uh, once again, today's session has been recorded and we will let you know uh, when the link is available on our website. Um, so thanks again, everyone, stay well and safe um, and enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you next time.